The Acting Brunch. Hey, Haisha, how are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thanks. I'm really good. So thanks for uh, coming to chat to me today. Do you know what? We've we've been mates for a good few years now, haven't we? Um, yeah. We used to go to classes at DNA Performance Resource in Manchester. And um, yeah, and in the, years, in the last couple of years since then, you've... Um, You've been a series regular and also one of the stars of TV show Hollyoaks, which has been awesome. And um, I just wanted to chat to you. Um, everyone's like sort of path and journey and methods and all that kind of things are unique to them. But I always think there's little bits we can take from people to a bit of inspiration and stuff. So I just really wanted to have a little chat to you about, yeah, your, your path up to then and a few other little bits and stuff as well. So um for me, I just wanted to ask you to start off cliche question, but where did like where did your love for acting start? You know, um, was it a, a very young age, and yeah, just where did that that passion start to begin for you? Um, it was a kind of happy accident. Um, when I started out, I always said when I was little, and it's the most random thing, and I laugh about it now. I always said that I wanted to be a backup dancer. I don't know why it, the, just a dancer was appropriate. I don't know why a backup dancer was, I don't know why, where that came from. So that's that's what I wanted to do. Okay. Um, and I actually used to do ballroom dancing and salsa and tango and all that kind of stuff um, for a good eight odd years growing up. So I was always doing something creative um, and then I quit that and then this application form came about and it was so random how it came about. My dad found it and um, online and it was an application for the Young People's Theatre Workshop at the Royal Exchange Theatre. Um, now that's basically the Young Company and that was back in 2008 and I applied for it and um, I was very shy at that point and I probably still am. And my dad was like, no, just apply, come on, it'll be good for you. It'll be good to do something different outside of school and that kind of thing. So we applied and um, unfortunately I didn't get it. And I was got in and I was like, all right, okay, it's fine. And then I got a phone call because somebody had to drop out and then I got the place. And it kind of just started from there. It started from there and then I just was doing these classes a couple of times a week and um, on and off for probably about six seven maybe probably eight years on and off I was doing stuff with the Royal Exchange just to kind of get that experience and to know what is this industry what's acting what's writing what's directing um, and I just built up as much experience and knowledge as I could from there. Amazing yeah. that's great so like sort of training wise for you um, like you went to different sorts of classes around the Manchester area I take it and yeah, um, yeah so you went to uh, what type of what classes did you go to because we met uh, um, at dna um in manchester was you going to what was your training like just before you got to before you got to dna uh before i got to dna what year is it now i think i've probably been going to dna for about eight years yeah eight nine years it's just crazy to say it's crazy to say and i always say that um when i started there's a handful of us which are OGs because we've been there from the beginning, but I I clearly haven't been there from the beginning, but I feel like I have. Um, but anyway, I think I was at uni then. So I started out at the Royal Exchange. Um, from there, I went to, and I was doing all my education, I went to school, I went to college, I went to uni. Um, 
I went to Contact Theatre and was part of their young company. But I went to um, I went to Salford University. So I did a higher national diploma in media performance, which was for two years. Okay. And then I did um, a drama and theatre degree, which was for two years because of the a diploma you could go straight into the second year so I basically did four years at uni and in all that time of my education um, I was just doing any class I could do I was going to DNA um, I was part of the television workshop Salford I was part of a writing class at um, at the Royal Exchange and then I think probably around that time I started out um, in the young company for contact theatre as well so I was literally doing anything and anything and I probably around that time I was probably had like one day off in the evening and that was it because I was always jumping from one project to the next or to uni to the next to just just keep going that's amazing but that's it you were immersing yourself into it and really just getting every single yeah. thing that's dropped that you could um of knowledge that's that's so cool um so like uh you just mentioned about writing and stuff as well is that something yeah. that's um We'll we'll go back to that in a moment, but like, but the writing side of things, do you do you still um, write to this day? Is this something that you um, have a bit of a passion for too? Yeah, I um I started writing. So I did one of the writing courses. I think um, it was at the Royal Exchange years ago, and I was so new at that point. I didn't know many playwrights, um, and we'd obviously read different plays each week to talk about writing styles and how a writer uh, portrays characters and that kind of thing and stories. And from then I started writing uh, my first play and I never finished it. I've not finished it yet. So it, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm actually going back to it and hopefully I will finish it one day, which is nice. Um, yeah. But yeah, I kind of I kind of write um, spoken word and poetry pieces okay. and I'm by like no means perfect. Um, and I did a project called Climate Affair with uh, Contact um, and it was part of their Flying Solo Festival. And I actually wrote um, a big spoken word piece that was very personal and I really want to go back to that. But over lockdown, it's been really nice to go back to my writing um, and to just unravel your thoughts. And like, I'm no mind like a perfect, I'm not a poet, but I think it's really great to access the industry in that way. Um, like when I'm probably going off tangent here, but when, um, there we go, I've said it already. <laughs> um, I think it's really great to get different aspects um, of this industry in terms of acting, in terms of writing, in terms of directing, because I think each form takes you into a new light of how this industry works yeah. and how each story works and characters and that kind of thing. So I think it's really great to have different, um, different, I don't know how to describe it, different pieces of you that you can go back to, you know, and work on oh absolutely no fantastic absolutely um so from um in terms of you would like um getting an agent and stuff like, mm -hmm. did you have an agent in in your early days when because um whoever your agent you're with now is that someone you've been with always been with or did you have somebody before that as well when you were training no so my agent is my um my first agent um and i've been with her for six years uh, now um, I got my agent uh, when I was in my final year at uni. Um, an audition came about, and I think the audition came 
um, I think it was an open call uh, when I was part of the television workshop Salford and this casting call came about and um, it was a, um, a role for an ITV TV movie for um, Peter Pan and it was a massive project. Um, I don't know how I got the audition and I got to the final stage where it became me or this other girl and the other girl got it and um at that time that casting director was really helping me with agents and stuff um and she was helping me about who to contact and all that kind of thing so i had that knowledge of who to go to and then at the same time i did a short film um with the television workshop salford that i was putting out to agents and that's where it came about and my agent um wanted a meeting off the back of that straight away um but it was only from that audition that I was like, oh, okay, this is serious now. It's time to get an agent yeah. that I really realized that that's the next step in where I need to go, you know, in my journey. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so cool. Like you've got the, you know, the way it happens through that, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So Definitely. Good. And I'd probably add as well, like, um, which I think will be obviously really insightful for some people, that audition really um impacted on me um whenever I audition for something that I don't get I don't like to watch it I don't like to know anything about it because I always imagine and the overthinker in me and any actor always does this is that could have been me yeah. that could have been me that could have been where I am and I learned so many lessons from that audition to just that's another that's an audition there's the next stage think yeah. about the next job and the next gig um, and I just thought that I'd be insightful that you know that's where I, my headspace was at by then and I was really gutted about it because I could have worked with Stanley Tucker and his big Hollywood actor so I was like oh I've got to get this I've got to get this and then I didn't um, you know. But that's so so true it's, it's these things that people don't people see that it's, it's the it's the we, I wouldn't even say it's a, I wouldn't say setback I would say you know it's the lot or loss really because it ended up becoming a win but yeah it's also it's these little sort of moments that people don't see you know it's the sides where you do feel it sets you back or it makes you feel down or whatever that kind of stuff um yeah. and that's that's important everyone gets them and mm -hmm. it, it's important as you said to keep on to keep on going and the, the next you know round the corner is the next um, opportunity for you um, yeah. so with auditions um did you you have you got your opportunity for for Hollyoaks did you get that pretty quick um, after you got your agent or did you did you have to go through quite a few um, steps before then? Um, I yeah it was quite a while to be honest um, I think it was probably a year and a half later I got the audition um, for Hollyoaks and um, I think I graduated from uni I want to say it was 20 yeah it was it was 2015 god I'm showing my age here because I'm forgetting already <laughs> um I graduated from uni in 2015 I got my agent uh probably at the start of my third year at uni um so start of 2015 I think it was and um yeah at that time I I was in the university showcase and everyone was getting ready to um, do two scenes which were obviously diverse so mine was serial drama and comedy because I feel like that's my strengths as an actor so I did two very different scenes and I was ready to put that out and to, um, to send it to agents and to invite them um, to come to the showcase and stuff yeah. 
but I was before I was about to do that um my short film came through and then that's how it came about so I I luckily bagged my agent before I kind of needed to beg in a way uh, to come to my showcase come and see what I'm about you know so I think it worked well in that case but I was very naive when I got my agent and I was very like, yes, I've got my agent, that's it. I'm going to go, I'm going to get loads of jobs. I'm going to get loads of auditions. I'm going to waste it. And that was probably the driven me. They're so optimistic and positive, like, yes, I can do this, I can do this. And obviously I didn't think about the bigger picture. And um, my first year looking at it all, I thought I was doing quite well. I didn't bag um, a job which was a shame, but it was okay. I was fine about it. I was settled with it because I was keeping myself busy in the meantime, doing different projects again. And um, I thought I was doing all right in terms of the auditions that I got. And I thought I got quite a few. And my agent was like, no, I don't think you've got, you've had enough. I think you should have got more. And um, and that's when, you know, I understood a bit more and any audition can just be based on looks. You know, it's not always about your talent. It can just be if you're not the right hair colour, you don't match to the people that they've already cast. It can be tiny little things. Um, and that's when I obviously really realised. And, um, and so, yeah, I was probably with my agent for probably a year and a half. And then the Hollyoaks gig came through and I was auditioning for that job for about three months. I think it was, yeah, which is, in terms of auditions, that's obviously a very long time. And um, that was because the Hollyoaks at the time were bringing in um, a full Asian family, you know. Um, so it wasn't just the one character. We all had to naturally match to each other and how you work together and that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it was a really long process. Uh, but it was exciting. It was exciting just because uh, I've never really got that far before. I think apart from that ITV movie, that was just the second time that I've even got so close. And and obviously, I'm realizing, oh my god, I might get this. Yeah. I, I might actually get this. And then you you know, then your mind starts overthinking again. And then you know, you just you take next level, and then your head's all the way over the road, and you're like, okay, bring it back now, bring it back. <laughs> Let's be realistic here. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's why I asked you that as well, because it just shows that, like, you know, because people, it, it didn't just work out for you straight away. It's perseverance and like that time from that the initial from like the Peter Pan audition to getting your ratings and then, you know, and, and other auditions you've had and you're still grafting and grinding away in the meantime. And then it just happens and you just got to stick with it and not... Um, you know, not be too disheartened. As you said, things like it's not always, a, it can be sometimes, it's not your acting ability that is not going to get your job. Sometimes it could be just the smallest, smallest little thing. And it's just, it's not personal. It's just, you know, business. We get on with it and, you know, your, your chance will come. But that's amazing. Um, yeah. So when you got that, that, that Hollyoaks gig, because it was such a, you said, a new family coming in. So it's not just going in for like a day player role or one line or something. You know, it's going to be, whether it be a, you know, long term or short long term or longer term. Uh, what was that feeling like? How did you handle that at first? Like when you when you first uh, sort of went? Um, it was crazy because I, um, as any actor knows, you know, in 99% of the auditions you don't get. And that 1% you do, and that's your massive win. And that takes you to next levels that you don't realise at the time. But in the long run, it really does. And, um, you know, I when I was being optimistic and naive and I was like, yeah, I'm going to ace this and everything. I'm going to get loads of auditions and I'll be fine. Mm -hmm. And then obviously it clicks and I had to get, um, I had a retail job and I was uh, drama facilitating. 
So I was basically kind of um, a drama teacher. So that was my income um, that was taking me forward. Uh, and that that's, yeah, that was basically what I was doing alongside trying to get um, auditions and to subsidize um, training fairs and everything. That was, you know, my, um, my income in a way. Um, so I was, I was literally probably working um, drama facilitating at Contact. Then I did a project with Z Arts and um, a primary school. So I was literally going back and forth to do these little jobs and teaching drama because I'm very about giving back what I've learned to young people and our next generation and stuff. So yeah, I was um, actually at a drama facilitation training day when I got the call that I got Hollyoaks. Wow. Yeah, and um, it was really, it was really crazy because I was going to the next level in my drama facilitation and um, I got my arts award certificate. So I was able to, at the time I was able to teach um, arts award um, and I was going step, you know, step further and further into that. And um, I was, and I've, this is where I've come full circle. And I always, I always remember that day because um, a company called Odd Arts who, um, talk about social issues and everything uh, in Manchester and they go into prisons and they talk to vulnerable young people and they really do groundbreaking projects and they ran that drama facilitation uh, workshop and I've come full circle because I'm now a patron for them wow. um, which is which is crazy to say but it was it was mad because I was learning about drama facilitation and how I can put all this work into um in, in you know two young people and then I got the call and I remember I was upstairs in Z Arts and I just came out of that room where we was teaching and I just ran around I just <laughs> ran around that hallway and I was like oh my god I've got it oh my god I've got it I can't believe it and do you know what it was because I was pushing and all those months of am I gonna get it am I not gonna get it am I gonna get it and um yeah I think I was as well I was in a really crazy position and obviously this doesn't happen for a lot of actors but I had two uh, theatre jobs in the lineup uh, at that point and I've come from a theatre background I was doing a lot of theatre and I wanted to take the next step and I was like I want to do something TV now I want to see if anything comes about so obviously Hollyoaks did and um, Hollyoaks was still undecided whether or not you know I was going to get the job whether whoever was um, getting casted or auditioning was going to get the job so um, I had to make that decision what I was going to do and Hollyoaks was like we're really interested in you but the two theatre projects needed to know what was going on and I took a chance yeah took a chance and it paid off wow. um, and I had to release those two theatre jobs and uh, yeah I took a chance and I got I got Hollyoaks fantastic but yeah but that was why I was running around because I was like okay that risk has paid off you yeah, know exactly. you rolled the dice and got and it's the yeah. release isn't it oh especially yeah. that as you said it's unusual for it for such a be such a long time as well for the process yeah. of it so oh fantastic when you've when you started there uh, working you, you're doing your Hollywood show you start to appear on on television then and then there's going to be points where you start to get recognized by people and obviously things like social media as well people are going to be wanting to because when you're in a soap it's like it's people um there's there's super fans of soaps 
you know, and they, yeah. Yeah. their life, you know, it's their escapism every single night you're on TV all the time. What was it like at first dealing with that kind of thing? You know, seeing people who recognize you and also on, on social media, was it, was it overwhelming at some point or was it something? Oh you- God, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like they kind of prepare you um, of how it blows up. Yeah. Um, and I say blows up because it does. <laughs> and um, when I got announced, that was just crazy and you know I was sitting on this for a long time I didn't tell anyone apart from my parents um and I think I got announced in April 2017 and I started the job in January so in terms of it that was a really long time and I jumped straight in um and yeah when I got announced to when I was on screen it's a weird feeling like it's so it's so mad and I always remember it because my phone just kept buzzing off, off, off. And then, you know, my friends are talking to me and messaging me and stuff. And it was really, it was really heartwarming. And then when I watched the first episode, I was at home and all my family came round and it was just, it wasn't a win just for me, but it was a win for my family. Um, Because I'm the first in my family to do acting. I'm the first in my family to do anything in this industry. So it was a win for them as well, because they don't, they don't know anything about this industry. They don't understand it. They don't know the struggles and stuff like that. And um, and so, yeah, it was just like that progression. And then, you know, my, my new friends that I made on Hollyoaks were telling me about it. And they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, just wait till you get on screen. Just wait till that. And I was like, all right, yeah, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. And then I did. And then I got a fan page. And then it was just like, oh, my God. And then people were like, oh, my God, I love you so much. And I was like, what? But I don't know you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, I tell you to this day, the Hollyoaks fans are the best. They are so supportive. They are just next level. Like any events that any of our cast go to, they're always there. They're always commenting. They're always supporting. Um, and that is what brings the show, the fans. They're just, they're just the best. And yeah, it was just, it was mad. And then getting recognized and going out anywhere. And yeah, (laughs) it's just a really mad feeling. And what's funny actually now is people think that my sister is me because we look so alike. Right. Okay. And they do double takes and like, and, and my sister knows, and she's like, "Oh yeah, yeah." They, they think it's you know my sister and stuff, and, <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh yeah, yeah." You know, this this is me, not her, and all that kind of stuff. And I think I have had that a few times when people have thought when I'm out with my sister, they think it's my sister and not me. Yeah. And then yeah. they realise, and I'm like, oh, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But I get really shy. I get, I just get really shy because I just, I'm just me doing a job. And that's all I see it as. I don't see it as a public figure or, you know, an inspiration to someone. I'm just doing a job. And if I obviously impact on someone, inspire them or make change, that obviously that's amazing as well, you know. Absolutely. And I think you have as well, because especially it's been great that you've been able to, the character not just being in, in a soap, because you, I suppose when you're going in, even if it's a long-term character, you don't know how long, but you've managed to sustain that for, for so long, which is which is great. You've been involved in some great storylines over the years and really socially important storylines, stories that it's important that they've been told from, um, you know, from... Um, uh, being the character, being loss of hearing, self-harming, uh, heart, heart conditions, you know, all that kind of stuff and a lot more, by the way. How do you um, prepare for these kind of things for when you've got 
like a big storyline coming up is there is a lot of research yourself that go that goes into it you, i assume you obviously always get help from from the, yeah. from the team and stuff but for yourself what's what, what sort of process do you use yeah i um as an actor i probably think i am a perfectionist yeah. like everything has to mean something for me so even if me playing Yaz if she's got some props in her hand or she's messing with her hair or whatever everything means something for me and everything has to mean something for me and why my character's doing this that and the other so yeah I'm very I'm very particular sometimes and I do try and um refrain from that but I think it's just because I'm so passionate about it and I want to make sure that I'm doing a good job and what I'm doing and what I'm portraying for the character is believable so any storyline that I get and I've been so blessed to have such amazing storylines um and it's great to obviously as well represent um because there's not many Asian characters in soaps there's not uh, many Asian characters in mainstream programs or anything so it's really important for me to represent at the end of the day as well but um in any storyline um I always research I always research and if I don't know anything I'm always in the script office or before COVID I was always in the script office or I was talking to producers um I was talking to our research team and especially um some of the storylines and when Yaz had the heart condition I spoke to somebody who had cardiomyopathy what Yaz did have before she had a heart transplant um with the deafness storyline I spoke to charities I spoke to um people I researched so much and I just want to make sure obviously like whatever I'm getting as a storyline I give it my everything so I have to make sure that whatever I'm saying is believable um and yeah and Hollyoaks have been really supportive and anything obviously that we do need we get we get um we can this can sort that out and link people and charities and stuff that we can talk to so it's really great yeah fantastic fantastic um yeah. do you get much say like yourself in, in your like sort of character because your character's got a such a unique style and she's so yeah. cool <laughs> you have as well yourself you know you're, you you've got your own cool style and uh do you get much say in that or is that something because you obviously the character is is it's she's always been played by you she is there's a lot of you probably in here but obviously you, you'll have your similarity what what sort of sage you get into a style etc um yeah it's mad like I love it I absolutely love Yazzie's style like it's just mad it's just mad <laughs> and anything goes and I'm here for it like um <clears throat> I do I do kind of get a say um in it but I say that because my costume team knows my character now that I don't have to sort of turn around and go, oh, I don't think she'd wear that. I just don't, I don't see Yaz in this. And I don't have to say that, you know, at the beginning, we were both like our costumes team and me, we were both discovering what is Yaz, who, who is Yaz. And she, at, the, at the time she wasn't called Yaz, she was called Yasmin. And, um, and that's how much she's changed. And we were both discovering, you know, what kind of character is she? What's she like? How's and the sass in it? And and you know, Yaz is big, she's bold, she's sassy, she's just no filter, she just says it how it is. And it's so refreshing because sometimes when I have an off day and I just don't feel it and I'm not in it, she just brings it out and she brings out the positiveness and she's just so blunt and it's just like, okay, yeah, it's fine, I'm back. And um and yeah, like some of my costumes, I think I had one, I was in on Monday and um 
for Yaz, it's just normal. Like it's just a standard costume, but for anybody else that would be like a glam costume, for example. And it was just like, you just see it and I'm like, I love it. That's Yaz, that's so Yaz going for that. I love it. <laughs> and I'd have many occasions with our head of costume, yeah, Laura Pollard, and we just talk about it. And she showed me these costumes and I'm like, oh my God, I love it. I love yeah. it. I've, I can <laughs> see it, you know, and it's just, I can see the sass. And um, I always say, you know, me getting into my costume, me with the beehive, which I aren't a I'm not able to do at the moment because I have to do my own hair and makeup. So yeah, the cool. beehive is gone. But uh, me, you know, our, our makeup team uh, doing the beehive on me, on my hair, was essences of me getting into character. So with the hair and makeup, with the costume, that was my process of me getting into the character so that when I get on set, I'm ready. I'm, I'm, I'm in my character now, you know, it's not, it's not just, okay, switching it on. And in a way it is, but that was my process. Yeah, but yeah. Um, yeah, like some people do say, oh yeah, that's you, that, that's not Yaz. <laughs> and sometimes my sister does pick up on that. And I'm like, no, 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 it's not, no, it's not. <laughs> But I don't know, you know, obviously I am playing that character, but I don't think I'm as brave in terms of style as she is. Right. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, love it, love it. Um, <laughs> well, so like, obviously with you mentioning then about doing your hair, obviously the way the world is at the moment. Yeah. That, that must be, is, was that difficult to adapt to for, for yourself? in terms of going yeah. to like socially distanced filming and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, socially distanced filming is just, um, it's crazy. Like, I'm so blessed, you know, obviously at the end of the day, I've got a job and we're able to continue filming under the guidelines and everything, but it is very different. And um, I recently, I kind of, which went on screen, I've had my biggest scenes where Yaz is a married woman now. And it's so crazy to say that. Um, so we had a lot of, oh my God, I love you so much. Oh my God, I love you too. From two meters away and, and you know, that intimacy and trying to master that intimacy is very challenging when you're two meters away because you just naturally want to give him a hug or you, there has to be a kiss in there, but there's no, because you can't touch, you can't go near each other. So that's really new. Um, and because of the ever-changing COVID at the beginning, when we first came back, um, makeup were allowed to do our hair so I was all right and before we went back to work I was stressing like mad and I was like because it's a work of art the beehive there's a method in its madness and it is a work of art it really is and people will laugh at me saying this but it really is yeah. and um, all over the first lockdown I was worrying you know like oh my god how am I going to do this beehive how am I going to achieve it and then I spoke to our head of makeup and I was like, you know, what am I going to do? And she was like, don't worry, we can do it. And I was like, oh, thank God for that. Thank God. Because I'm not a professional. I could just about put my hair in a bobble and that's as far as it goes. So I was like, okay, thank you. And um, from then, you know, we had to do our own makeup. And I was a bit nervous about that because I'm not amazing at doing my makeup because I'm just doing minimal makeup. I don't like to wear it because I like to keep my skin just natural and breathe and everything like that you know when I'm not filming uh, but no at the moment we have to do our own hair and makeup now so as it's changed we have to do our own hair but because of the beehive is such a, a masterpiece I really can't create it and because I've got such long hair it's just impossible because I'm so petite so yeah so the, it's changed um, 
and I kind of been saying at the moment, she's a married woman now, so that's why she's got a new look slightly. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we'll see. Maybe maybe the beehive will come back. But yeah, yeah at the moment, yeah, at the moment, um, we're doing our own hair and makeup, so it's it's a challenge. But I'm ready. I'm you know I've been doing it for a while now. Um, but it does get difficult because obviously we're not professionals and we've got our makeup artist still in the room with us talking to us yeah, and they'll say, you know, try this or do this or do that. Um, and I really give credit to some of our cast who have to do SFX makeup because oh. that is a skill and yeah. any cuts or anything like that that they have to do that. I've not had that, thank God. <laughs> Don't know <laughs> how I'd achieve that, but some of some of our cast have, have uh, really, that's a big challenge, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, do you know what's so good that, I mean, you're doing an excellent job of it, and it's so good that the like the industry is is able to, to, to work around these kind of things, and yeah, it's bringing new challenges to actors, of course, as you said, some new skills learned, yeah. but it's uh, yeah. so glad that, you know, we're able to, to push forward with it and at some point, hopefully, we'll be back to back to whatever normality is at some stage, with it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, we're hoping. <laughs> oh yeah, fingers crossed. See what happens. But um, so outside of um, you know, outside of your job, um, y- y- your main job in, with Hollyoaks, what do you like to do outside wise in terms of for yourself to escape from that? What type of things do you like to do in your, you know, to to yeah, to escape from the world of world of work? Um, well. Like everyone, I probably love. Um, I love a bit of a, a binge, a Netflix binge. Oh yeah, and that's current. You know, whatever everybody's talking about. Um, but yeah, I have taken up running at the moment, which I never thought I'd do. Um, but I've always been really into my fitness, even before I got Hollyoaks and everything. I've always been passionate about going to the gym or anything like that and keeping active. But I think over the first lockdown, um. And that frustration of the gyms are opening, they're closing, they're closing again, they're opening. Just that, you know, I, I really miss the gym at, at right now. Um, so, yeah, so I took up running and just fitness has just been so important for me at the moment that it's just kept me going. And I think that's the only thing that's been keeping me going at the moment through any of these lockdowns to just keep active. Yeah, um, yeah and just... Yeah, I've just become, I've really become a new person. I've taken up yoga, which I never thought I'd do. So I'm conquering some challenges that I'd really always um, brush away from yeah. and go, nah, I'm not doing that. No, mate, not at all. And now I'm, I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm a pro. I'm an athlete. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, quality. <laughs> Brilliant. No. <laughs> well, no, it's a great, yeah. that's a great mindset, though. Great mindset. Well, I think it is, yeah, because as well, like I have had moments, you know, we shouldn't um, shy away from it. I've had moments where these lockdowns have really hit hard and like I've just I've ended up crying and stuff. And it is really difficult because you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything. But then I've always said from the first lockdown, this is the time we never knew we needed. Yes. And I think it's really important because it's the time that it's made us really think about what is going on in our bodies where are you at at the moment where do you want to take yourself and to just stop and realize everything and you know what is possible what can you access on the internet what can you learn what can you change um so i think it's it's not a you know it's obviously not a great situation that we're in but it's 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 a great time to self-reflect and to see you know yeah what what's next and stuff yeah no perfectly put perfectly put 
Um, so going on from that then, what advice would you give from for actors who are probably feeling quite disheartened with the, you know, with 2020 and sort of the lockdowns and what's happened as they're trying to get themselves, you know, keep themselves going and as the industry starts to pick up again, what would you say to them to sort of, what what would you say is the uh, most important things to focus on? You know, you've touched on 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 focusing on yourself. What would you say for sort of specifically acting wise for actors? Um, I'd definitely say don't compare yourself to anybody else. Love do it. not do that at all, um, because that's when it's the self destruct button starts pressing, and then that's it. Then you 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 can't get out, you know, and it's and it's not nice. And I've I've done that many times. Um, and it, it isn't it isn't nice um, but as well don't be so hard on yourself because everybody is in this position you know the whole world is in this position it's not just us and if like obviously New Zealand are doing it the right way and they've yeah. got freedom now and they're at festivals and I'm so jealous and obviously you know you can't help but compare and wish you were there but you've just got to yeah not compare yourself to anybody and to just think, you know, a lot of people are in the same position, so don't be so hard on yourself and you're doing your best you can. And if you can get up out of bed in the morning, that's an achievement in itself. Yes. And that's a massive achievement in itself. And I've really noticed that because I did have a blip where I was really down and I didn't want to do anything. I didn't want to get up, I didn't want to eat, I didn't want to watch anything. And I was really, really like upset. And I think it just really got to me because it was just like, how are we going to get out of this lockdown? How are we going to get out of this? When can I go out again? When can I see my friends? You know, when can I, I do something that isn't a curfew? You've got to be home by 10 o'clock or anything like that, you know? And um, and I think it's, yeah, it's just, uh, it, yeah, if you can get up out of bed in the morning, then that is an achievement. And little steps make a massive difference. So I hope, I hope that's useful. <laughs> no, 100%. Amazing. I'm glad you said that, especially about the comparison thing, because I think a lot of people do that. A lot of uh, like friends, actor friends I've spoken to, I've said like the, you know, the seeing other people putting things on social media and thinking, oh, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing, you know, uh, and, and it puts them right down. But what you've just said is so true. Don't compare yourself. And getting out of bed, yeah. especially in this time, what's going on to everyone in the world being affected somehow, just to keep on, to, to keep on going in there. and. Yeah. That's so true, so true. Um, yeah, God, yeah, in the, first, um, in the first lockdown, I was, I was very, um, so looking at some of my active friends who were always picking up a new skill or something else, and I was like, oh, my God, I need to do that then. I need to keep busy and do that. And then I just, I didn't. And I thought, no, it's okay. I don't have to do that. I don't have to prove a point. I don't have to do it because they're doing it. You know, whatever's comfortable for you, just do you. And that's enough. Oh, 100%. Um, so who are your like inspirations or your uh, uh, say idols, inspirations, mentors, there's, you know, whatever you want to want to call them in terms of like what also you've helped you with your career, but what type, what people, or is it people, whether it's people, you know, or, or people who you don't know, famous people who, who, um, who are your t- sort of like inspirations for you in your career and life so far? Um, my, this is going to sound so cliche, but my inspirations are my mum and my dad and um, my sister. Um, I really struggled growing up and in my teenage years because I've got eczema. So I really struggled back then um, and that set me back a lot when I was growing up. Yeah. So um, 
acting has really helped me to come out of that and to focus on something else other than scratching, which is um, crazy to say. And I fully, yeah, where I was then to where I am now is crazy. Um, so my, my family are really my massive inspiration because they've always gone out of the way to do stuff for me. If I've gone to any different project when I was training, they pick me up no matter what time it was. Um, so yeah, and they just, my parents are self-employed um, and my parents had a shop, an off-license. So I grew up in um, an off-license and um, I don't really talk about it. So I don't know why it's, I've just randomly popped in my head, <laughs> but that's why um, my dad and my mom and my sister were very driven and especially my dad. Um, it was a pretty rough area where we had our shop and they just brought me up to have thick skin and to, you know, not take any rubbish from anyone and to stand up for yourself and to be really driven. And I think that's what's helped me to keep going. And especially in this industry, you know, and as they say, the thick skin, but just, just take everything as it comes and don't be too harsh on yourself, like I said before. Um, so yeah, so my family are big inspirations, but I think as well, um, Riz Ahmed, Michaela Cole, Mira Sayal, um, are big inspirations for me because they are people, people of colour obviously especially, that are paving the way. And um, I'd like to say that in a way I am paving the way for our next generation and for young women like me um, to, to do that because you don't see a lot of people of colour. And I'm always saying, you know, when I get the opportunities to go to awards and stuff, and I, I love to wear um, traditional wear because I love to represent my culture. And I think it's really important because not a lot of people, you know, um, are in this industry and sometimes acting in this industry is quite frowned upon in an Asian, in an Asian culture. So it's nice to, um, like ages ago, I had this instance where I was going somewhere, I was shopping and then this person turned around and was like, you're doing it for the culture you you're doing right thank you thank you for being there and it was really nice because it made me like okay right I am representing other people now I am representing Asian women I'm representing my culture um and it yeah it was just a really nice feeling but it's great to have obviously inspiration that they're paving the way for to shine light on us in a way um if that makes sense oh absolutely no yeah so yeah so, so true absolutely and you are doing that you know you are doing that I so. hope so. <laughs> yeah, definitely and you keep keep on doing that but but listen Haisha I could talk to you all day about the business and and stuff and it's been absolutely lovely to chat to you and thanks so much for for you know let, letting us into to you know how you know how you do your thing and and I'm proud of you as a friend seeing you smashing it on on um, on Hollyoaks and whatever your future in your career holds you're gonna absolutely nail it and I want to want to hear about you getting back to that writing as well um, finishing your playing stuff off too. So thank you. Great. Well, yeah. So thanks for your time today and uh, yeah, and I will speak to you very soon. Thank you. Speak to you soon. Bye bye. Bye bye. <laughs>